You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Here we go. It is hour three of the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. She's Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in the nation's capital. Coming up in our final hour, we'll continue looking at the early numbers from week seven in the NFL and find out which plays are standing out to us. At 820, a man who was already locked in his plays, plays, in both the college and the pros. We're talking about PJ Glass, our host of Send It In every weekday here on the BetQL Network. Then we wrap things up with our best bets at 845. Chelsea, did you see this picture from, I think it was from Sunday Night Football. They finally showed the inside of the NFL replay booth, the war room, which kind of went viral and everyone was expecting it to look a certain way. And it looks okay, but... I guess I thought I expected it to look more like something out of NASA or something space age. And instead, you've got one, two big screens and then one screen with, I don't know, looks like 20 different angles. It's sort of disorganized. Guys are just hanging out. I don't know what I expected, but it just wasn't quite the space age sort of NFL control room replay booth in New York or wherever it is that I expected. Did you see this? I didn't, and I'm searching for it. Like, what would you expect it to be other than just some big screens? Like, did you expect to see some, like, magnifying glasses? Yes, magnifying glasses. <laughs> some gla- microscopes? I, I, I just thought, and and the the tweet was from Will Brinson, from who covers the NFL, and he was saying, yeah, you know, the NFL is a $14 billion a year enterprise, and this looks like a man cave, which it was more it was more expansive and more intricate than a man cave. I don't know. Maybe I just got my head in the sky and thought, oh, this is going to be crazy. There's going to be a wall full of monitors, all these different angles. There's going to be eight or nine people looking at it, and there's going to be one guy who makes the call and some dudes standing around looking at monitors like, mm, I don't know. It looks like it touched the ground to me. Hey, does anybody have a truly? That's what it looked like to me. But for a league that makes so much money and it is a billion dollar enterprise, think about all of the technology gaffes that like the NFL has. Like, why are we still using chains? 
can we not put some kind of chip inside the football that can decide if it's a first down or not? That feels like one that should definitely be fixed because we have so much technology available to us and we're still using the chain gang. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like there's a more efficient way to do this. Oh, they already use VAR in football, soccer, whatever you want to say. So uh, absolutely, the technology is there. They just don't use it. The NFL is always slow (laughs) to come around. They They just don't. And this just goes back to the theory we always talk about on this show, which is the NFL can do whatever it whatever wants. Whatever they want. And it and it doesn't matter. Like if they showed the official headquarters of the NFL replay booth and it was some dude in his basement, in like a dark basement with like one TV and one angle, I'd be like, well, that's the NFL. And you'd say, what is this? You guys are a billion dollar a year, multi-billion dollar a year organization. How in the world can this exist? The NFL would say, listen, this guy's got the best eyes on the planet. 25, <laughs> the best 2005 <laughs> vision. I don't even know if that exists. Best vision on the planet. He can bring in a couple different angles if he wants to. This is not us. It's you. And you know what? We just have to take it. The NFL runs a masterclass in gaslighting. Like, we've talked about this before. When players were mm-hmm. talking about the turf of the Super Bowl, Roger Goodell was like, get better shoes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys wore the wrong cleats, guy. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you wore the wrong cleats. We're longer cleats. That's not on us. That's a you That's problem. On you. That's a you and, and here's the thing. It wasn't just once. Like, everyone, both sides were complaining about it. Like, worst field I've ever been on. <laughs> get better cleats. Sounds like a you Stop problem. those old cleats. Yeah, sounds like we're, and here's the thing, it works every single time. <laughs> and just crazy to me. I, but I didn't know, I didn't, here's the thing, you, you never know what to expect. I just didn't expect this. But also, I think my imagination was sort of running wild because when is the last time you ever saw the inside of this booth or this room where these calls are made? I've never seen it before. So I've had years to, to build this up in my mind as to what it looked like. Yeah, that's a problem when you let your imagination run wild. The real world is way less interesting. It also reminds me of that time where I think Drew Brees broke some kind of passing record that had stood for a long time. And you know what the NFL did? (laughs) They gave him a laminated piece of paper. Drew Brees, congratulations. Here is this certificate. That's all you could do. Come on, man. The NFL punches us in the teeth and says, well, you're going to keep watching, aren't you? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Guys, let's hand it over to Roger Goodell for this special presentation. Uh, Drew, before we get back to the action here, we've done a little research here. Our research team at the NFL did a little background, and we know you like chilies. So here is a $25 <laughs> gift card for breaking the passing record. Knock yourself out with some of those nachos, okay? Congratulations. End of the celebration. They could do it. It wouldn't matter. I know. Now I want chilies. I do like chilies. Oh, I'd take I a twenty-five dollar gift card to chilies. Somebody can send Hell that one my yeah. way. And while you're at it, maybe you throw five dollars this way. Thirty dollars total. You keep two people happy. You pay it forward, and everyone enjoys <laughs> a nice dinner at chilies. And you know what? I promise to honor the NFL. We will talk about Drew Brees breaking the all-time passing record while we're there. Let's talk about the NFL now. No chilies involved, unfortunately. And we begin with the second half of the slate, week seven in the NFL. You know what? Let's start with, who knows here, fine. Steelers at the Rams. 
Rams are laying three points. They're minus 175 <laughs> on the money line. I know. We can skip it. Steelers plus 145. Total set at 43. Spread has come down a half point from Rams minus three and a half. Again, I keep talking about this. These totals keep coming down. Actually, this one is up. I take that back. Finally, a total that has gone up from 42 and a hook to 43. God, I think I would still bet on the under in this game. I don't know. The, the Rams have been surprising on offense, considering they don't have a lot of talent. But Matthew Stafford has done a nice job of, of really gutting it up and playing, despite the fact that he was wearing a, a essentially a heating pad around his waist a couple weeks ago. But I don't know if I trust the Steelers enough to score to get this to the over, even though it is a low total to begin with. Do you have a side? Do you have a play? Do you even care about this game? Well, when you see this number, you kind of think to yourself, why are the Rams only laying three against this god-awful Steelers offense? Well, at Mm -hmm. least the Steelers are coming off a bye week. And usually this matters the most when you have a head coach that you can trust. And I think Mike Tomlin probably fits that bill, but when your offensive coordinator is Matt Canada, I think I go back and forth on that one. Do you think the bye week is enough for you to trust the Steelers here? Because a bye week, it means a lot in the NFL. Like, maybe not that much to bad head coaches as we saw last night the chargers were coming off a bye brandon staley didn't do too much like they do get more healthy and you can get Mm -hmm. more guys feeling 100 percent. and maybe that's the case for the steelers defense i know they've been kind of banked up uh throughout uh, the season but still i don't think i have any faith in trusting the steelers offense i think i'd still lean towards the rams here yeah, I think I would too, despite the money coming in on the Steelers. Now, Matt is saying in the chat that Deontay Johnson could be coming back this week for the Steelers. That would be huge. I don't know if that really moves the number at all, but certainly the Steelers who lack for any sort of offensive creativity under Matt Canada can use all the help they can get. Chelsea, I'll just throw this out to you. You're you're taking a look at the afternoon slate as we speak. What game do you like the most or one you say, all right, this might get my money? Well, uh, from the afternoon slate, I've got to look at these times Uh, because we've already talked about the Chargers getting five and a half at the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers have covered three of the last four against the Chiefs. This Mm -hmm. is a big number. Uh, It's a divisional game, which usually I think is a good place to start. How about the Cardinals and the Seahawks game? Cardinals getting seven and a half here. It is a divisional dog, but the Cardinals on the road here. The Seahawks coming off a loss to the Bengals in a game where I feel like they should have won that game outright. Would you lay the mm-hmm. seven and a half with the Seahawks here? Yeah, I kind of think I would. It's come down from eight, but I think this is a good spot for them to get right on offense and blow out someone. Number just kind of sitting around there. I know it's – look, if you really want to get creative, I guess you could play it down to seven and lay the juice now. But ultimately, I think this is just a good spot for Seattle to get home, to get right – and to get that offense going again. I thought they would be better last week. They were not. And the Cardinals have been kind of plucky this year. They're not going to quit. But Seattle at home, I would go with the Seahawks here. I think I'd take a look at the over. Uh, The Seahawks, we know, can score. The Cardinals' defense is not the best in the league. We've seen Mm -hmm. some big numbers in their past two games, giving up 26 points in each of the last two. So I think this is a good spot for the Seattle offense. I think either you take a look at a Seattle team total or you just take the over and kind of hope that maybe Arizona can put up something and at least contribute to the total there sitting around 45 
in that one. But I don't know. I don't think I want to lay seven and a half in a divisional matchup. I think that just goes against my inner being. But we kind of talked <laughs> about this as well. Uh, we see a ton of very low totals. We have five games that have a total of 40 or lower. Do you think this is an overcorrection from the last week in the NFL where we saw unders go 12 and 2? I don't know if it's an overcorrection. I just think if you look at the particular matchups over the past couple weeks, like for example, if you're if you're looking at let's say Chargers Chiefs, okay? Well, that's a total that has come down two points from 50 and a hook to 48 and a hook, but also it's a short week for the chargers. So maybe they're a little banged up. That sort of makes sense to me. If you're looking dolphins, Eagles total is down from 52 and a hook to 52. So that's still a high. Here's the thing. That's a really high number, right? So it doesn't surprise me that it's coming down. If you're looking at Niners Vikings, that total has come down a half point from 44 and a half to 44. But also there's a ton of injury concerns as well. If you look at the Jags game, Trevor Lawrence probably won't play in that game. So that total has come down. So I, I don't necessarily think it's an overcorrection. What I do think is because of the particular matchups we've seen and because of the injury questions, particularly going into this weekend, it has just sort of fallen that way. Yeah, I think you can probably make a case for a reason why these points totals are so low in a lot of these cases, but it doesn't seem to matter to me in some of these. Raiders, Bears, 37 and a half, a battle of backup quarterbacks. I think I'll still hit the under in that one. Uh, And then let's talk about Commanders, Giants. We have not talked about this game just yet. Commanders only laying a point and a half on the road of the Giants. A total of 40 points there. I will not get conned into betting another total for the Commanders after last week. Uh, But the Commanders we've talked about on the show are a team that we want to trust when they're getting a lot of points, but not so much when they are favorites. However, this is a very short spread against one of the worst teams in the league. Jenks, is now the time to trust the Commanders. I don't know. Look, they beat Atlanta. Awesome. Great. And Desmond Ritter was not good in that game. Desmond Ritter, three second-half interceptions. Part of that was a commander's secondary and a commander's defense playing much better, but also Desmond Ritter threw some really bad picks in that game, like not even close. Like they should have picked him off. Here's the thing. If you look historically uh, uh, with the with the Giants and the Commanders, the Giants have really sort of mm-hmm. owned the Commanders. Now, Daniel Jones will not play for the Giants, but Tyrod Taylor has been – a very good backup slash starter in this league for a long time. So I don't necessarily think this is nearly as big of a step back as you might think, because you immediately think, oh, the starter's not playing. It's a backup quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is a very good backup quarterback. Here's the thing. Since 2010, the Giants are 16-9-1 and straight up against Washington. That includes going 1-0-1-1 last year. So I would lean commanders. But Washington has had a hard time being consistent this season. Giants coming off a good performance against the Bills. This might be a decent spot for the G-Men. I'm not going to bet this game, but I am not sold on the Commanders just because it's a short number because the Commanders just got finished losing three straight before that win against the Falcons. From a watching perspective, what is the game that you want to make sure to tune into? I think Dolphins-Eagles actually looks like a great Mm -hmm. primetime game, 
I don't know if I'd take the over 52. 52 seems sky high to me, especially yeah. for a primetime game. But, you know, simply from a watching perspective, which game are you most interested in? Oh, I think you nailed it. Dolphins, Eagles, because you're going to have that night crowd in Philly, which is going to be absolutely insane. You have the Dolphins going on the road away from Miami, and they're not as effective on the road as they are at home. And you have, think about all of just the offensive weapons on both sides of the football. I don't know if they hit the total there, but whether it's the Eagles offensive weapons or all the speed that the Dolphins have, I think that should be a fantastic matchup. Coming up next during the show, we've talked about our early leans in the NFL and college football. Now let's talk to someone who has already locked in his card. The host of Send It In, PJ Glasser, joins us next. It is the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Come on back on a Tuesday. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Double D, come on, you don't need it one more time. Gotta get you going. Oh, welcome back on a Tuesday. This is a daily tip for you out presented by BetMGM. In just moments, we're going to check in with our guy, P.J. Glasser, co-host of Inside the Betting Lines and host of Send It In every weekday here on the BetQL Network. We'll find out where he's putting his money on his early plays in college and the pros. Chelsea, yesterday, oh, it happened again. I, I think there's a setting when you take an Uber or a Lyft where you can choose just a quiet ride. Isn't there that setting? I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Because I was at Commanders yesterday just doing my weekly podcast with those guys, with Smoot. And then, of course, and I get it, people come out there to, because I don't have a car. I'm only out there once a week, so it's still fiscally responsible, even though it's expensive. <laughs> and so they, they, they pick me up out there, and immediately they're curious, and I get that, right? And, you know, it's not a lot of people have been near the facility, or they see the headquarters of the bubble. I understand that. But... Yesterday, I get in the Uber, I'm headed back home, I'm tired, I got to come back, get on this show, get ready to go. And he's like, oh, you you do some work for the commanders? I was like, yeah, I just do a little bit from them on the side. And the next thing I hear is oh, the worst line possible. Let me tell you my story. I'm like, oh, no, I'm here. Let me tell you my story. Like, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want story time right now. You know what I want? I feel like a baby that needs to be put down for his nap. I want quiet time right now. I want to put in my earbuds and I want quiet time. I don't want story time. Very nice guy, actually. But he had played. It was sad because he apparently was very good at high school football, had like 25 scholarship offers, and then got hit by a car before his senior season and then broke his leg. He got healed up in time for the season and tried to play, but his mom behind his back told the head coach, don't throw it to my boy, don't throw it to him. And they unofficially didn't put him on the roster because 
They didn't want him to get injured. And so one time he was open for a touchdown pass and he was wide open and the quarterback was going to throw to him and immediately turned the other way and threw to someone else. And he realized because he wasn't officially on the roster that had he caught that pass, his team would have had to forfeit the game. Anyway, these are the things I learned on these long rides back from Ashburn. And I got to tell you, I'm tired. Well, you should just start going right back at him and challenging everything he says, because that's what I would be doing. Like, hmm. So let me get this straight. If you wouldn't have been hurt, you would have been amazing. Do you know how many men have told me the same story? You know, when you're at a bar and in my younger years. Yeah, I would have gone pro, but I hurt my back. Really? You would have gone pro. (laughs) I Hmm. bet. Well, you are three inches shorter than me. So me thinks you wouldn't have been in the NBA. But go on, King. Oh, one time years ago when I was, I was rehabbing from a back injury and I had a Texas t-shirt on and I like, I weighed less than I did now. And someone was there in the rehab room with me and she's like, what position do you play? And I was like, cornerback. I play cornerback. I don't start, but I play <laughs> backup. I'm a punter. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the third string punter. That probably fits with my physique. <laughs> All right. Let's get to some early football plays, shall we? Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! And he's got a touchdown! Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. Let's bring in our guy, co-host of Inside the Betting Lines, every Sunday from 1 to 5 Eastern, live from MGM National Harbor. Also, check him out weekdays at 1 o'clock in the East on Send It In. BJ, good morning to you. And I know you have a lot on the card, so I will spare you your worst Uber ride story or anything <laughs> like that. Let's start in the Big Ten. Number seven, Penn State at number three, Ohio State. Buckeyes laying four and a half points, total set at 46 and a half. What is your plan in this game? It's going to be a huge one. Huge one, Jenks. Game of the week, and I'm going to make Double D a happy man. We're going to take Penn State plus four and a half. If not this year, guys, when is it going to be for Penn State? They've had three weeks to prep for this game. They had a bye week three weeks ago. They played UMass this past Saturday, and now obviously they get this game against Ohio State. They've had three weeks to look at Ohio State. Meanwhile, the Buckeyes, they've had to prep for the other teams. They had undefeated Maryland. Coming to Columbus three weeks ago, they played uh, Purdue last week on the road, a place that they struggled to win games at. And now, obviously, this game against Penn State. Franklin's got the quarterback he wants. He's got a great defense. He's got good running backs. Penn State comes into this game with a lot of momentum. And Ohio State, this is the first time in years they really haven't had a quarterback coming into a big game that everybody kind of looks at, and they're like, yeah, this is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Kyle McCord's a nice player. He's got good upside. But even in the in the Notre Dame game, you know, Ohio State's defense was the reason they won that game. So I think it's going to be an awesome game. But this is the year Penn State has to has to get it done. They've had three weeks of prep. They have the team to do it. I like Penn State plus four and a half. I like them outright plus one fifty five. I think they win the game. Woo. 
Ooh, I was about to say, PJ loves him a good outright. I bet he places a little bit on the money line, and uh-huh. he is. All right, so next up, let's go to Ole Miss and Auburn, an SEC clash here where Ole Miss laying two and a half and a total of 56 and a half points. Uh, PJ, this is not the the marquee matchup in the SEC, but it's a tight spread. Who do you like? Yeah, Chelsea, I like Auburn at home. Jordan Hare is one of the toughest environments to play in all of college football. When Georgia played there earlier this year, Kirby Smart was talking about it, and that was during the day. This is going to be a night game. It's going to be 6 p.m. local kick in Auburn. Lane Kiffin, since he's been at Ole Miss, has really struggled to get marquee wins on the road. And Ole Miss, you know, they could win the game. I just think six and a half is is too many points. There were some sevens that flashed yesterday, which I absolutely love. So maybe you wait around a little bit, see where the spread goes next. If it goes down to six, if it goes back up to seven, or if it just stays pat at six and a half. Auburn's really struggled offensively this year, but their defense has been solid, and they just play a lot better at home. I think uh, I think they're going to give Ole Miss a game this weekend, a- another game. I would take the plus 200 outright as well, but uh, Auburn spread really like this week, plus six and a half. We're talking with PJ Glasser, co-host of Inside the Betting Lines. Check it out every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor, and today on Send It In at 1 o'clock in the East. All right, massive spread in Death Valley. Number 19, LSU laying 30 and a half, hosting Army. You taking a side or maybe a total here? Guys, I can't believe that LSU would schedule this game. Jenks, I'm taking a side. We're going with Army. Yeah. These teams, when Army yeah. plays teams that are all offense, no defense, like LSU is, it's just, it's the perfect combination. And this is a lot of points, 30 points. Now, Army isn't the typical Army team that we're accustomed to. Like, they run their offense at a shotgun. They still run the wishbone and everything, but they throw it a little more than you would maybe expect. I just think, you know, obviously LSU's got one of the best offenses in the country. I think they're going to score their fair share of points. But it's just tough when these SEC teams, when these Power 5 teams have to go up against the wishbone and they're not used to it, it could cause some trouble. I've seen Army over the years go up against these big teams that have great offenses but aren't good on defense and can't stop teams. And when you're laying this kind of a number, 30 and a half, it's just too many points. So I like Army to hang around, keep it close, run the clock. And again, LSU's got to buy next week. They got Alabama the week after. Maybe they are also using three weeks of preparation for the Bama game like Penn State did. So I like Army to keep close. All right, PJ, there usually feels like a square dog play in college football where you see a team getting a lot of points and you feel like it's almost too good to be true. But you look at this Utah and USC matchup, USC did not look good this past week against Notre Dame. They're laying seven at home against Utah. This is a top 20 matchup. Do you like the dog here or are you going in another direction? No, Chelsea, I don't. You're right. I think Utah's going to be a square dog this week, but I like USC. Now, Utah beat them twice last year, and usually the kryptonite for a Lincoln-Riley team, you saw it last year with Utah, you saw it last week with Notre Dame, teams that can run the football, that can contain their offense, that can turn them over, that can be physical with them, that's usually what gets a Lincoln-Riley team into trouble. Now, with that being said, Utah's got a great defense but their offense has really, really struggled this year without Cam Rising, really struggled. Going into the game last week against Cal, Iowa averaged more yards per play than Utah's offense did. And anytime 
that I was doing better, something better than you on offense, never a good thing. <laughs> so even though Utah, even though Utah's got a really good defense, guys, I just don't think in the Coliseum they're going to be able to get enough stops. And I don't think Utah's offense will be able to take advantage of that USC defense. So like you said, Chelsea, top 20 matchup. Utah beat them twice last year. USC coming off a blowout. People are getting a key number with the seven. I think a lot of people are going to like Utah. I think it's fool's goal this week. I think USC rolls. EJ, let's move to the NFL now, where the Bills are laying eight and a half in New England. Total set at 41 and a half. I've been hitting unders on the Patriots at a pretty nice clip because they just can't move the ball. But what's the right side here? Jenks, I think team total under with the Patriots, another good look this week. But I would lay it with okay. Buffalo, minus eight and a half. Yeah. I, but, you know, the Bills, I know last week they didn't blow out the Giants, but, you know, you were coming back from London. Obviously, all the familiarity Brian Dable has with that offense. They had a great game plan to shut down the Bills. But the Bills' defense has still been really, really good this year. They are missing two of their best players in Matt Milano and Tredavious White, who are going to be out for the year. But like you said, the Patriots' offense has been so bad. This isn't going to be a team that exploits them on defense. And even against the Raiders, like, it was a struggle for the Patriots to score last week. They need eight, nine-minute drives just to score a touchdown. There's no explosiveness whatsoever. I think Buffalo absolutely rolls five of their last six matchups. The Bills have won by double digits. They're going to blow out the Patriots again, coming off a stinker. Even though the Bills have been the team to beat in the AFC East, they know what it means to their fans, to their organization, their franchise, to roll against the Patriots. I think they do again this week. I like Bills eight and a half. Next up, let's go to the Packers and the Broncos. Packers laying a point and a half on the road here. We know the Broncos have been flat out terrible, whether it's their defense or Russ failing to cook on the offense. Total of 44 and a half here. What's the side? What's the play? Chelsea, the Broncos all year have been laying some weird lines at home. They were favored by three and a half against the Raiders. They were favored by three and a half against the Commanders. They were favored against the Jets. Not only did they fail to cover all three, they lost all three outright. And here we are again. It feels like we're kind of getting a little bit of a stinky number. Packers are coming off of a bye. They're a short favorite, only minus one and a half. I like Green Bay, though, this week. And if you want to take a shot with someone who's – not a big favorite. I think Green Bay would be a good pick in Survivor Pool. Denver's 0-3 straight up and against the spread at home. Like I said, the Packers are coming off a bye, and they're healthy. Like Aaron Jones and Christian Watson every week, it's like, are these guys going to play? Are they not going to play? Well, they got a bye to get themselves healthy. I think they're going to have a good game against that Denver defense. Give me the Packers this week. Finally, PJ, before we let you go, we were just talking about this game. Actually, we've talked about it for a couple hours now. Chargers coming off a short week, taking on the Chiefs in Kansas City. What are you going to put your money on here? Guys, 19 of the last 24 Charger games have been decided by seven points or less. Now, this spreads at five and a half. We're getting, it's close to the seven. Chargers always play KC tough. They always do, especially in Arrowhead. I don't... I don't expect anything different this week. I think the Chargers are going to give them a game. Chargers knew the importance of these two games coming out of their bye week, Monday night against Dallas, and then playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs lead in the AFC West once again is very sizable. They have like a two-game lead on everybody. Chargers need to win this game if they have any hopes of winning the AFC West. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think they keep it close. I think they hang around. Always love taking a team off of a loss going on the road the following week, especially in a division game. 
Chargers probably, when it's all said and done, is going to be my favorite bet of the week. So I love them, plus five and a half this week. And PJ, we know you're taking the Niners against the Vikings on Monday night in Survivor. You're five and one on the season. And good luck on your card in college and the pros. He is PJ Glasser, co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor. Check him out weekdays, including today, as host of Sending In at 1 o'clock in the East. Thank you, PJ. Thanks, guys. Good seeing you. You too. Well, I'm glad I got some clarity on Chargers and Chiefs because he makes a very good point about the trends there with L.A. Yeah, uh, well, that's why they're in my teaser. I think they can cover at least 11 and a half. Uh, that's usually the case with the divisional dog, though. Yeah, all right. I love when PJ drops in his plays early on. Gives me sort of a, a good framework to work with throughout the entire week. Coming up next here on the show. It's only Tuesday, but that just means more time to make some cash this week. Best bets on the way. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. This is the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Going to wrap up Hour 3 after the break. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. I needed to hear a double D. Welcome back to the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. King of parlays. I got parlay this morning. Why not? Tuesday. You need something to help get you through the week. Maybe it cashes. Maybe you call in tomorrow and you say, eh, not today, boss. I just made a lot of money last night. We'll see what happens. Chelsea, speaking of last night, we're talking about Monday Night Football. Did you see the woman they kept cutting away to in this Chargers-Cowboys game? They kept losing her mind wearing the Justin Herbert jersey just again and again and again and again. And a lot of people were saying, oh, this is fake. This is fake. No one loves the Chargers this much. There's not a Chargers fan alive this passionate about the L.A. Chargers. No way. No way. Do you know who I'm talking about? Did you see this woman they kept cutting away to again and again and again like she was Taylor Swift? No, I was watching the baseball game. Was she younger uh, or was she older? She was Asian woman, attractive woman. I would say probably, I'm probably going to get this wrong, like early 30s. But I mean, she would she would lose her mind like all the time. And they kept going back to her, back to her, back to her, back to her. Like to the point of ad nauseum. It's like, I get it. This woman is really into the game. Well, don't you think she was probably just doing this for attention? Because people yes. who are really big fans of a team – it feels like they don't show it this way. Like, if you're truly a fan and you're in a close game, aren't you sitting there very nervously and, like, kind of, like, fidgeting and, like, really nervous about the game? Not, like, screaming and losing your mind. Like, I'm not seeing her mannerisms because I have yeah. not seen this video. But it just feels like this is a ploy to get on TV. Yeah, I think so, too. If you're not shy, 
in front of the camera and most people aren't shy because they grow up with their phones in front of their faces now so don't want to shy it's like everyone's on camera all the time on some level or another then yeah mm -hmm. i think if you know you're on camera and the camera keeps coming back to you and you're on national television why wouldn't you keep playing into that i have no doubt that she's a chargers fan but it definitely felt like she knew she was on camera and she was just going to make sure that everyone saw every reaction after every single play wait i'm seeing this now is she even at the stadium is she in a suite why does she have like a shower curtain behind her i don't know there's one with a shower curtain and there's another one where she is in the <laughs> stands i don't know where it's really weird like seems like know. she's been planted there yeah you it's know? really strange Something's right fishy it, about it, this that's what i'm saying and that's what everyone was pointing out like this seems a little over the top it just seems like she's like a planted there so maybe somebody from the chargers was like hey espn listen we're tired of everybody calling us fair weather fans we're gonna hire an actress and she's gonna showcase our fandom because maybe they yes. can't find an actual fan to do so because don't they kind of get that rep of like anytime you play in a city that has really nice weather it's hard yeah. to have like hardcore fans doesn't it feel like the quote-unquote best fans come from like the hardened cities of <laughs> pittsburgh baltimore yes. like places yes. where the weather's not great and it's harder to like get hardcore fan bases when like the competing mm -hmm. attraction is like the beach so maybe this is the chargers yes. trying to do a little marketing for themselves i think this is the nfl they gave a call to rob Lowe to wear his nfl hat and he was like guys i'm busy and this exec was like hey there's this girl, Linda, down the street. She's been trying to make it in the acting business <laughs> for a long time. Let's give her a Herbert jersey and just put her on camera. <laughs> it's kind of what it feels like. Coming up next here on the show, or on Becky Daily, I should say, the show right after us, Brad Powers from Covers.com and the Bet the Board podcast. We'll talk college football with the crew. If you missed our conversation with PJ Glass, the host of Send It In on the Bet Network, you are in luck. He handed out his early plays in the NFL and college football as well, and a ton of them. To listen to that, all you have to do is download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast. Chelsea, it is that time. Time to place your bets. All right, Chelsea, where are you going tonight? I have a strange sneaking suspicion you're making some baseball plays. Well, it seems like it's the only attraction in town that I will be betting on because I don't know about hockey. So I've got one game and one only, one game only to choose from, Phillies and Diamondbacks. Now, here was the gut feeling. I like the Phillies in this game in some way, shape, form, or fashion, but the money line is a little too rich for me. It's minus 165. So we're going to get uh, a little creative here. And I'm, I'm going to take the Phillies in a big way. I'm going to say it with my chest here. Because listen, usually when the Phillies win, they're winning big. Those home run hitters, they ain't slowing down. And the Phillies have covered the run line in every single playoff win this postseason. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to go for some plus money here. I'm going to take the Phillies on the run line, laying the one and a half, four plus 125. Didn't really want to do it against Zach Gallen. But here's the thing about Merrill Kelly. He is a veteran, but he's only pitched in one postseason game. I had to double check this. 
I didn't know this about Merrill Kelly. I just assumed that he's pitching a ton of postseason games. He hasn't. He has very little playoff experience. Now he gets to go on the road to Philadelphia and the hardest place to play in all of baseball. Yeah, I will be taking Aaron Nola and the Phillies. Aaron Nola at least has the experience. I know he can be a little up and down sometimes, but still, I will trust the Phillies offense here to get it done in grand fashion. So let's take the Phillies on the run line for a little plus money today. Phillies run line plus 125. All right. Excellent, Chelsea. I'm going to go to the college game tonight. Oh, yes, I am. Liberty laying 14, hosting Middle Tennessee State. I'm going to buy the hook. It's already gone up to over 14. It's only minus 121, so not a big deal. The only question when it comes to this game, which is sort of makes me laugh, is will Liberty be looking ahead to Western Kentucky? Oh, I hope not. Jamie Caldwell has done a great job taking over the Flames since coming over from Coastal Carolina. Their record bears that out. They're undefeated this season. And even though the Flames like to run the ball, they've got Caden Salter quarterback. He has thrown for 14 touchdowns and two picks. And one thing that Middle Tennessee State does not do well is prevent the explosive play in that secondary. I think we see Liberty open up the passing game with play action. Also, look at the trends here. Liberty is 5-1 and one against the spread this season. I'm going to buy the hook again. I expect this to get to Flames minus 15 by the end of the day. Let's go Liberty minus 14, hosting Middle Tennessee State. Oh, you're fading my hometown team, MTSU. Oh, no. The Blue Raiders. Oh, no, Jenks. I don't know anything (laughs) about their team. I have not watched a single game, uh, but I do know they are right down the road, I believe, in Murfreesboro. So just had to throw that in there. All right, time to get to a third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic 8-Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, 8-Ball. I've got my red on. Is it going to be continuing uh, on with a red October in Philly? I need the Phillies to cover the run line tonight. Plus 125. Do we like it? 8-Ball says, cannot predict now. All right, we'll get to it. Yeah. A-Ball says, Damn. cannot predict now. This is not trending well for us. All right, A-Ball, give us an answer. My sources say no. Oh, so negative. Okay, whatever, whatever. All right, so in college, Jenks is taking Liberty minus Let's go 14 flames. over MTSU. What a game. A-Ball says, reply hazy. Try again. God, A-Ball. Outlook not so good. Hmm. Mm, Okay, whatever. (laughs) If you're amazed that the 8-Ball is still around like I am, well, you can check it out via Twitch. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. That is twitch.tv slash BetQL. In fact, you can stream every single show on the BetQL network. Chelsea, we also have a squad play for our final play of the morning. Yeah, doubling up on the Phillies here, kind of uh, an alternate way to play this one. Phillies team total over three and a half. You had to shop around for this line. It's minus 156. Uh, I think if you play something plus money, maybe you can, you know, double up on it this way. The Phillies bats have been red hot all postseason long. I do not think they cool off tonight against Merrill Kelly, who, like I said, only has one postseason start. So I'll do that. Phillies team total over three and a half and hope for a lot of offense from the Phillies. 
Yeah, I'm with you. If you look at the splits from the regular season for Merrill Kelly, his ERA on the road nearly two runs higher. Also, the Phillies have hit this total in four of their past five playoff games at home. And since August the 1st, Philadelphia is averaging 5.7 runs per game. I think that trend continues tonight. Juice is worth the squeeze. I'm with you, Phillies team. Total over three and a half. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet. If you need insight, if you need trends, if you need articles, if you need analysis, videos, everything you need to be an informed better, just download the BetQL app. And the doctor says, the Donkster, I love it. Going back to hockey, Coyotes, Islanders, under six is the play. Let's find out what's coming up next on BetQL Daily. He is in the dark. Oh, there he is. He is now, he has seen the light. It is Joe Ostrowski. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'll let you put your headphones in here and get going. I'm like you. I like to wake up at the last second and just <laughs> turn it on and get going. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Jinx, uh, you're so smart. I I one day when I grow up, I want to be like you. She's a pretty Ooh. woman. She's a Asian woman. She's young thirty. Like I would have said, <laughs> I, I was like, ah, I don't know why she's on I, TV. I, she's I, like forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> this old bag of bones. I don't know why they're putting her on. Woo. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. you just you, have, you always have to tread you're carefully smart. when you're describing other people. No question about it. <laughs> Yeah, as I was listening, I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. What direction is he going to go with this? She's an attractive woman. Let me, let's just put that out there, Chelsea. Uh, All right. yeah. What's coming up next on the show? All right. Uh, of course, MLB playoffs like you guys. We'll go over NFL awards, NFL futures, talk about update with the Heisman. Brad Powers, AJ Prezinski on the show. Oh, looking forward to that. Joe O, thanks so much. Always great to hear from you. We are out of time for this edition of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by our good friends at BetMGM. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Good luck on all of your bets. Let's have a winning night, and we'll see you back here tomorrow at 6 a.m. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. 